0: Uh, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another uh, podcast episode of uh, Isaac in Sri Lanka through the eyes of a trendsetter. Uh, We're approaching the very end of this season and uh, we have two, three more episodes left. And uh, just a reminder of the great work of the national showcasing team of Isaac in Sri Lanka for taking the initiative to put something like this uh, forward. Uh, And the kind of content and the kind of discussions that we've been having so far has been nothing but uh, excellent. And today we're looking forward to having just... An exciting and at the same time a very passionate conversation. Um, and today we're talking about uh, a person who actually uh, uh, stands on these on the statement "Be the change we should see in the world." And my guest speaker uh, is none other than Miss Stephanie uh, founder and CEO of the Stephanie Siriwardena Foundation, member of the Global Shapers Community, v- uh, winner of Miss Universe Sri Lanka in 2011, and winner of Miss uh, Asia Pacific World Sri Lanka in 2013. Uh, welcome, Miss uh, Stephanie. It's really uh, a pleasure. And I'm re- really, really looking forward to having you here uh, with us on this podcast.
1: Hi, hi, Arfan. Thank you for that intro. Very nice intro. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you today and to everybody who's listening.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Um, yes, so Miss Stephanie, I don't, I don't really want to take too much of time on the introductions and the formalities, but I want to get into the questions because I feel that every minute that we will be spending here, I would love to. Uh, listen to your view and also at the same time like uh, listen on to your experiences because i think that's what like most of the listeners would want um so first of all i would like to know the most important question of the podcast how have you been lately and what have you been working on these days
1: Ha-ha, how have i been oh my god lockdown hasn't been tough hasn't been easy on anyone it's been tough uh entertainment has been cancelled and my husband's right now dancing in front of me, trying to make me laugh. He always does this every time <laughs> I'm on his <a> movie. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I always succumb to it. Um, anyway, where was I? Yeah, so we are entertaining each other. Uh, and we cook food, eat. Uh, we have a few projects. He's working on some new music. I'm working on a few different projects, which you all will see soon uh but yeah but if not uh most of the time we are just you know at home
0: okay how is uh, working working from home been like
1: working from home well dushan's the one who's like he's mostly running um his businesses the mango friends and whatnot um me personally i get a few online events which is very different you know these (laughs) Um, you don't feel the pulse of the people there's something when you go on stage and you have you feed off the energy of people when you're doing these digital events and <laughs> when you do these online events it's it's different it's very different i miss being on stage
0: <laughs> i think here you just like we're kind of like feeding off of the energy of the keyboard clicks and everything <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> and bad internet.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so like reminiscing a bit about your childhood and your school life. I'm sure like there have been like plenty of interesting stories uh, that you would love to share with us. Um, so tell us a little, bit, a little bit about your childhood and your school life and how, how was that process like? How did that transpire?
1: Oh, my childhood, it was very different to, I guess, many people's. Um, I've been to about nine schools in Sri Lanka. I've been to a school in Italy and three in Canada. So altogether about, 10, 12, about 12 to 13, oh including God. you and whatnot. Yeah, because we moved around a lot. So my family is very nomadic. Uh, you know, in the beginning, Dushant, whenever I would drop a family member to the airport, there's always like a bit of tears and... Uh, and he's like, why are you crying? They're going on a holiday. I'm like, you don't know my family. Holidays are never holidays. You don't know when you're going to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> so my, so when we were in Italy, I was still going to class. I was supposed to go to school that morning. And my mom's like, oh, you don't need to go to school. I'm like, oh, why? She's like, oh, no, we're going to Canada today. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, we're going to Canada. <laughs> so I never got to say bye to my friends. We just packed up and we were in a different country. Um, So yeah, very exciting, I would say, Mm -hmm. Um, but also very, um, I don't know, I guess it taught me a lot about uh, connecting with people, understanding different cultures Mm -hmm. Um, and on the negative, I guess it takes you time to actually connect deeply with people. You connect on a surface level, but to connect deeply, it's always a thought process of, okay, should I invest in this relationship or this connection? Because am I going to be here for much longer? Or is my life going to just take me somewhere else? So am I going to invest this? Um, Yeah, that being said, um, yeah, school was good. My favorite school in Sri Lanka was Moya. Elizabeth Moy school. Uh, yeah. I loved. I loved the principal. I loved the uh, the, mm-hmm. the experience. There was the best I've had. I would say, and I love that they always teach you the importance of being socially responsible. Um, there's a very you don't see too much of those cliques. Um, so I was never the popular kid in school. I was very much the, the nerdy. Uh, chubby bullied one so yeah moi was definitely my favorite school
0: (laughs) i think uh, i think one thing about like moving around a lot you get to really like uh, because this happened to me as well like I was I moved uh, from a different country, came to Sri Lanka, changed my school completely. so uh, I think what happened is, is essentially you tend to like really care about the connections that you build because you you, you feel a lot of disconnect with the people uh, when you tend to move so I, I just like I would like to know how have you been maintaining those relationships probably with your school friends like maybe from different schools I mean eleven schools is not an easy number <laughs> at all.
1: So I guess thanks. Thanks to technology, these connections, are the meaningful ones are very much alive. And, you know, the beautiful thing is when you actually travel to that country and you connect, you just pick up where you left off, um, which is great. Uh, And you can always check in on each other's lives. So I have friends pretty much everywhere at this point in time. And it's like in many, many different places. So I have to say thank God for whatsapp and facebook and instagram and you know yeah whatsapp yeah. mainly
0: yeah i think but the you're right you do value your
1: connections up. a lot more you you tend to the deep connections you tend not to take them for granted because you know how temporary things are because when you pick up and leave all the time or you have to leave or something you know you just kind of uh, tend to add a lot more value and take things for granted a lot less.
0: Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, now going into my next question, like this is uh, like about what we know you essentially, uh, like what we know about you. So you're known by most Sri Lankans as the person who won the the title of uh, Miss Sri Lanka for Miss Universe. Uh, but when I was just reading through your profile, like you have, you're someone who has achieved so much at a young age. Like you graduated as a member of the board of governors from Concordia University in Montreal. Global shape, global shape of the World Economic Forum, like uh, and a senator of the Youth Parliament. or that these all these things really amaze me about your profile, like what you have actually accomplished at such, a, such an age. So I think uh, my question is, when you explain, or when when you just describe yourself to someone, okay, uh, hi, I'm, so I'm Stephanie, and this is what I do. How how does that go? So how exactly do you profile yourself? Um, like uh, how who exactly would you say is Stephanie Sridhar?
1: You know, I have struggled with this question. And even Dushant has been like, but what are you? <laughs> what do you do? Because I do so many different things. It's because I am very interested in different things, you know. And I think I've come to the point where I just realized nobody's one faceted, right? Everybody has multiple facets to their being. And it's society that tells us that you need to define yourself in terms of one career right, or Mm -hmm. one category, like, hi, I am an artist, or hi, I am a singer, or hi, I am a dancer, or hi, I am an accountant, or hi, I am a lawyer, but you are, are, by nature, so much more than just that, you know, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, when I introduce myself, I just say, hi, I'm Stephanie, (laughs) nice (laughs) to meet you, and what do you do? I go, a lot of different things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Because I was, I was actually like trying to just, before asking this question as well today, like I was like, okay, how do I specifically talk to her about her profession? Because there's just so many different things that she's involved with. <laughs> All right. But it's um, fun, you know, every day is
1: different. Yeah,
0: indeed, 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 totally. And being an accomplished woman that's at a very young age, and, you know, I'm pretty sure it was not a smooth journey. There must have been loads of challenges. I think with every ac- accomplishment and every Uh, greatness that a person strives to achieve, there is always like uh, certain challenges that they go through. Um, So especially in your career, like what were some of the challenges that you had to go through? Uh, And you can be totally free, like in any profession that you took up.
1: Well, I think the biggest struggle that I've ever had to face was one that you put on yourself, which I put on myself, which is the fear and the self-doubt Uh, that everybody has which is am I good enough can I do this what like you know this fear that you put on yourself Um, so I faced that quite early on Um, I think when I was in my early early 20s or was it early no late teens. sorry getting a call oh, it's fun still in. Um, one second. so um, I think yeah this is just as I uh, was graduating from what in Sri Lanka it would have been a levels I guess um, so in Canada it's called CEGEP. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I was very introverted uh, I am slightly introverted and I was quite insecure. Um, you know, and I would always doubt myself a lot. And so because of that, I would not, I was quite frozen. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sure many of us feel that, you know, because we think, okay, can I do this? I don't want people to laugh at me. Am I good enough? These are all questions we struggle with. Right. And then I remember on graduation, I was in the liberal arts program. Um, So liberal arts is a really tough program and I remember whenever you saw um, students crying in the stairwell at the beginning of each semester it was a liberal arts student (laughs) and uh, and my mother played reverse psychology on me because every time I was like mom I can't do this program anymore she's like fine quit just quit just (laughs) change it what you're not supposed to be saying that to me you're supposed to motivate me not tell me to quit I'm not a quitter She's like okay then do what you want. I'm like fine. <laughs> anyway so when I graduated I noticed that um, you know people were having all these different it's not just about your degree it's about all the extracurriculars as well and then I I noticed when it came to my name it was just Stephanie a Liberal Arts and there was nothing before and nothing after and that hit me like oh my god I'm not living my life. Mm-hmm. Um, then when I was uh, a little older I had a you know, a very interesting, scary wake-up call. And that made me realize life is really short. You don't have time to keep doubting yourself. You don't have time to keep second-guessing yourself, especially based on fears of what other people might think of you. Because at the end of the day, let's say tomorrow, either you or me or anyone who's listening dies, you are going to be facing the regrets by yourself. Then the, everybody who kind of prevented you from um, doing what you told you dream of or what you would have liked to do. Yeah, it's going to be a sentence in their head being like, oh, yeah, Nepal, you know, that child, she was a good girl. and But it's you who's going to live with all those regrets of, oh, my God, I never tried, you know, scuba diving. Or, oh, my God, I never tried singing. I never tried acting. I've always wanted to go, you know, and try, you know, singing for Disney or whatever it is. You know, so whatever it is that you really dream of just believe in yourself. And I think for me, that was the biggest struggle I had. And once I unlocked that, and once I understood that I was almost fearless because I mean, the question that you have to keep asking yourself is what's the worst that could happen? Like, Mm -hmm. really, you're going to get rejected. People are going to say you suck. People are going to, okay, but it's all going to pass. Right. And you can improve. It's not like a permanent stamp on you. So I think that was the biggest thing I had to overcome. And just being like, it's okay to fail sometimes. It's okay to not be good enough sometimes. It's okay. But the most important thing is to keep trying. And I think once that unlocked for me, um, within me, and I got that courage and I was fearless, then you know, everything else happened naturally. And I was able to work hard towards everything that I've wanted to.
0: Uh, so, Miss Stephanie, what I want to know is, like, you talked about these problems and you talked about battling insecurities and battling um, things that actually pull you back. Uh, would you say, to, I mean, to this day, do, do you still, like, face that? And do you still, like, how do you combat that. I think uh, I think it's not something that happens in a, in a phase, but I think it's something that we face constantly. So in your case, how do you go through that on a daily basis as well?
1: That's a really good question. Um, so thank you for asking that. Um, of course, it's a daily thing, you know, we're human, everybody has their insecurities. Um, and so this is where everybody, I mean, I find comfort in my faith, which is I'm a Christian and so I, I notice and I actually have a little ritual so I tend to get nervous even when I do my events um, and I think a little nervousness is always good because then you're always on your top game um, but in order to calm my nerves I always say a prayer and then I remind myself that uh, and this is I mean you can cater it for however for your religion or For me personally, I, you know, as a Christian, I believe Jesus came and he died for all of us. And so one thing I tell myself is, even if you go there, and even if you suck, you know, and you screw up so badly, that's okay, because God still loves you. And even if you were the only person on this earth, he would still come down and die for you, because that's how important and special you are. So that gives me a lot of reassurance. I'm like, okay, it's okay if I screw up. God loves me. (laughs)
0: All right. Um, So uh, before we go into the the serious questions, we normally do the segment where we put a little Oh, those were not the serious questions? Oh, no, no. So I mean, those questions are more like your, you know, question and answer discussion type of question. But these are like, this this set of questions will be the most fun ones um it's oh, called the rapid like. the, yeah it's called the rapid fire questions uh um, oh, so we okay. normally do this with all our guests uh, during the middle of the podcast as we go on and we try to like uh get an idea about what they like but the the trick is you need to answer on a like very quickly so you can't take too much time to think so you need to be like okay, okay. all right so cats or dogs
1: dogs
0: nice okay so you're a dog person <laughs> name a song that is truly meaningful to you
1: Shit. <laughs> oh my God! So many songs just came to mind. <laughs> one day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's a good one.
0: Um, what is your favorite meal?
1: My favorite meal? Italian.
0: I don't like to. Uh, I don't like this word. But what is the? Biggest perk of being an influencer. It, it, the question said celebrity, but I don't like the word celebrity. I genuinely believe you're someone who influences. I don't
1: like the words either. To be yeah, honest, yeah. <laughs> so um, what is
0: the biggest perk of being an influencer? I think you are you are someone who influences people, which is a good thing.
1: I think forget about influencing and all of that. I think being an entertainer or one of the most beautiful things is the love people gives you, like. Yes. Um, the love and, you know, sometimes they don't, I mean most times they haven't even met you and yet, you know, they give you so much love and appreciation and it's so genuine. And uh, I think that is definitely the most touching and most important thing.
0: Wow. Totally. <laughs> what is your favorite childhood memory?
1: Eating. I used to eat a lot.
0: <laughs> I, you told you were a chubby kid growing up.
1: <laughs> I was being nice to myself. I was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So if you, if you could choose three things to keep for the rest of your life, what would they be?
1: My family, my friends and a fridge full of food always. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, WhatsApp or email? What's up? Uh, what is the most memorable gift that you have received?
1: Oh, Dushant actually gifted me for my birthday. This is also the video that kind of outed our secret relationship because we were dating secretly for three years. And then he gave me this beautiful gift. I was in Dubai, um, I was hosting the Pakistan Super League, so the cricket tournament. Mm-hmm. And I was in the VIP lounge and it was February 5th, my birthday, it was midnight. Uh, and so he sent, so we couldn't be together, right? Because I was in Dubai and he was here. And I love Tambili and I love rice packets, bath packets, like badapumalu bath packets. Uh-huh. So what he did was he got a whole bunch saying my name with five stars. I love stars and I love the number five. And so each pack, he bought lunch packets with a Thambili and Mm -hmm. each packet had my name on it. And he went and he gifted it to all like people around on the streets, you know, people who didn't have meals and he got all of them to wish me happy birthday. So exactly what you do with your friends, but with all these amazing individuals saying happy birthday, Stephanie, I cried in the middle. You know all the sponsors. Everybody was there, and I was bawling my eyes out in front of everybody. <laughs> was like, it's my it's so beautiful. It was the most meaningful, most. I don't think any gift could ever top that.
0: Yes.
1: It was the most beautiful, and it's on YouTube. That's Dushan's so sweet. Upload. It was so nice. It was so considerate, and. Fantastic.
0: Our listeners, guys, you need to go and watch that video. All right. What is the most important lesson you have learned from life?
1: Oh, So many. I would say that it's important to be honest to yourself and to be yourself. I think you have to give yourself the liberty to be yourself. Because most of the time, we are the ones who put limitations on ourselves not the world i mean it's us and i think it's important to live your truth because when you don't you suffer and at one point it's going to be too much for you to handle so live your truth as scary as it may be as weird as you may be like you know just live that truth because it is who you are and that's who I mean I believe God made you perfect right so that's you so just embrace it and this one you just shine at your weirdest you know proudly
0: I'm, I'm feeling so positive right now I can't even like explain okay, <laughs> probably gonna like go write a book or something I'm like feeling really positive
1: because I'm we I'm really weird too so I think it's I I when people say, Oh, yeah. you're so weird, I take it as a compliment like, why
0: thank you? That's so sweet of you. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, weirdness is good in the sense that you're being authentic. There's no one like you. Yeah, that, exactly. That's the best thing. But yeah. I mean, just really loving the conversation. It's so positive. I and I totally get it. If if anyone could just sit and talk to you for, for like 30 minutes, they'd really feel inspired. It's it's a very positive so awesome.
1: That's so um, sweet
0: of you. Going ahead, being an accomplished woman at a young age, uh, um, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've had a lot of, uh, this, is, this is what I'm getting at. Like uh, now in your life, as you're progressing, what I felt is that there've always been times where you've taken up different responsibilities and you're working on different kinds of projects. So what do you see like as some, the next big thing that you, you are potentially doing or something that you're really pushing yourself to work towards? Because from the conversation that I'm having from you, I'm also feeling that you're someone who's not a specialist. You're a generalist. You try so many different things. Um, and that is a great thing what would be some crazy thing or something that would be completely weird that you would be trying that you see yourself trying? Soon.
1: So actually one thing that I am currently working on and you guys are the first to hear it
0: oh, yes.
1: uh, <laughs> is hopefully it'll launch this year. Hopefully fingers and toes crossed. I'm working on a, a comic book actually oh. on character. Yeah. So I'm working in hopefully animation and comics and bringing out a character who's very close to my heart, who's going to have loads of fun adventures and kind of, um, I don't know, just impart stuff I've learned in a fun way.
0: Hmm. That is wonderful. I, just, um, okay. The first thing I'm, I'm happy about is that, okay, we heard it here, we heard it first. So people should listen to the Isaac Sri Lanka podcast. And the second thing is that's so great that you you get the ability to reinvent yourself and you're trying so many new things. It just sets inspiration to a lot of young people just to try it. That's just wonderful. Well, thank you. So, what sparked, what sparked the inspiration?
1: i love anime i love manga i love comics i love comic-con so it's totally like part of my hobbies that's my uh, nerdy side i love (laughs) i love all that
0: (laughs) (laughs) wonderful wonderful all right um you're also the founder of the stephanie siravadhan foundation and there's a lot of great things that are going out from that foundation. And what is the interesting story behind its initiation? Like what gave you the idea to start about it and what do you dream? Like, what is your aspiration of what it could deliver to the society at the end of the day?
1: So starting with the dream is to help as many women and children as possible uh, and to empower them, um, which is why I work a lot with the women in prison in Valley Cutter prison specifically. Um, mm-hmm. I help support different organizations that work with sexually abused young girls and help get funding for them or help uh, or get awareness for them. Um, so an enabler of sorts um, and I of, of course have my own uh, pet projects as well. So recently I just okay. finished off a project at the Lady Ridgeway Hospital where we donated um, all these uh, machinery for the children. Um, And that was with the Manasha Foundation in Australia. Uh, So this lovely girl called Diniti. How my foundation started is actually very interesting. So I was an activist when I was in Montreal in university as well. Mm -hmm. And um, so luckily, I mean, I always, ever since I was little, I never struggled with what am I going to do in my life? That question of what am I going to be? I always knew what I wanted to do was social work. I always knew it, like since I was a kid, like since I was like five, I was like, I'm going to own an orphanage one day. I want to help children <laughs> because my mom used to take us to orphanages. And when we learned to read, she would make us read to the children there. And, and so we became friends and, you know, so Christmases, we would go there. So from a young age, my parents would take my brothers and I. And so that was always inculcated. So for me, I always knew I wanted to do social work and, um, then um, so what's interesting is I was hosting my very first TV show which was Yes Superstar and season, season two and I remember I was it was a few years after I won Miss Sri Lanka and I uh, was ironing my clothes and uh, I sneezed and as I sneezed I got this electric shock up my spine. And I fell to the floor. So needless to say, I was paralyzed. Uh, my, dad believes in the, my dad believes in the accident ward. So he took me to the accident ward. Uh, they found out I had two slip discs, but very serious ones. And they couldn't afford to move me because they said she'll probably be paralyzed and never walk again. Um, so after one month of being in the accident ward, which was so traumatizing um, because they said they couldn't move me, um, that the risk was too high. Um, so I saw some terrible things. And finally, I remember crying and saying, please, um, just take me home. So I spent a month at the accident, walk paralyzed in bed. Then I spent another two months at home, not being able to walk. I was literally in bed, like they had to feed me. I couldn't, even to move from like left to right was impossible. So I remember calling I'm a dancer as well. So for me, it was just like my whole world just collapsed. And I called uh, one of my best friends in Canada, Amin, this amazing guy from Morocco who always believed in me, even when I didn't believe in myself. You need to surround yourself with good people, you know, who just see your light and push you. Um, So I called him and I was like, Amin, I don't know what to do with my life anymore. And I completely broke down crying. Um, and he said Steph, I understand this is a terrible thing and you don't know what's going on, but focus on what you do know. You've always told me you want to help people, right? You told me you want to make a difference in the world and you want to, you know, make people smile. So just because you're stuck in a bed, that doesn't mean you can't do that. Take take your courage and start doing it. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You can do this. And so when I was paralyzed in bed. Uh, I signed the papers and opened up the Stephanie Sriwarden Foundation and that's how it started wow. and God was good I was able to walk I think six or seven months after mm-hmm. after that but I, I couldn't I had to sleep on the floor for about two three years it was it was a long long road to recovery Indeed. take care of your spine guys don't take it for granted <laughs> don't slouch <laughs> sit on good chairs <laughs>
0: Oh, I mean, that it's really inspiring. It's like the the, the the thought of going into something like that and then having the right kind of support system pushing you back up and giving you that motivation. And at the same time, I mean, the idea of the foundation coming from a place like that, I think is super pure. Like you don't, people normally end up doing, creating a foundation when they're like, okay, I have some money. I'm going to, I want to open a foundation. I want to uh, help some people, but it came out of that place when you were in a position, like when you were in a place of discomfort, and you ha- you wanted to do that. And I think that's truly oh, wonderful. Exciting. It
1: gave me, it gave me the hope that my life was still worth something, even if I would never walk again.
0: So when when did this yeah. happen? Like around what year?
1: I think I was about twenty-five. I was twenty-five years old. Then. Twenty-five. Yeah, two years after I won Miss Sri Lanka. Oh my.
0: Well, I think now so, so how, teenage. <laughs> <laughs> but, but how is the foundation going now these days? Like, are you still involved? in? Well, projects? it's good.
1: Like I told you, we just yeah, we just Jamaica finished. Yeah. Um, so now, right now with COVID, a lot of the stuff's on hold. Um, but right now, I am trying to raise funds for this hospital in uh, Manor where mm-hmm. there's this amazing doctor uh, and he actually, that one hotel, a uh, hotel hospital, doesn't have an ICU. So we're trying to build an ICU unit there because it caters to fifteen villages in the area. Um, so that's one of the things I'm trying to raise funds for to get, like you know, the ECG, all the emergency, uh, yeah. like in the ICU, like all that equipment because medical equipment is quite expensive.
0: Indeed. How could like yeah. people get involved with the cause, and how could they support the foundation? would well
1: them. donate um i mean eventually hopefully i think you know we can once things open up maybe you can volunteer to help be a part of it
0: and yeah, indeed. Not,
1: not right now but once things are yeah. you know open and whatnot uh okay. yeah
0: wonderful um so uh the next question goes like this now i think uh in the pandemic, I, I remember this was last year. Uh, uh, and okay, before before asking that question, this is a very interesting question I wanted to ask you. So you were in Canada and you know you were, you were getting involved in so many, uh, like, uh, as you said, you were getting involved in a lot of activism and stuff like that. Didn't you ever like discover ISAC? Yeah, I did. So how, how was that experience for you? Like Were I mean, you actually I, a part of ISAC?
1: ISAC was one of the clubs I used to help, like, because they, I used to manage all the clubs in uni. So they had to all right. do all their registration for me.
0: <laughs> wow. Now, yeah. No, now, I know it. Wow. That's nice. Because now the global office of Isaac has shifted into Canada. Initially, it was in the Netherlands. And now it's, oh, it's a
1: lovely organization. And I think at that time also, y'all had internship opportunities around the world, mm-hmm. which was amazing. It's just I, was, I didn't have time. I had already filled up my plate so much. You know, I I was a full time uni student, I was in the student union, I was a senator, I was in a choir, I was a dancer. I, you know, I I don't believe in living life half. I've had three Mm -hmm. part time jobs to pay for everything I wanted, (laughs) so uh, yeah, I had no time, although it was a dream of mine, which never happened so.
0: Mm very very interesting like cuz i'm 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 getting to know more about the kind of things that you've done in university and it's, it's really interesting uh, now a little bit about what's happening today uh, like we see business models and the industry itself has transformed drastically and a lot of innovation has come out from nowhere uh, what is your take especially with the situation in the country right now like how do you see covid-19 impacting lives in a positive way I think a lot of people talk about the negative implications, but probably maybe you could like share some like uh, on the positive implications.
1: Positive, obviously you're starting to value humans much more. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we've, it was a good wake up call uh, for all of us, you know, not to take people in our lives for granted to just appreciate a human connection more than your phones and your, you know, your social media and whatnot, just because I think, especially doing curfew last, uh, last April, I want to say, um, when all you could do was be on the phone, all you wanted was to go and hug a human being, <laughs> you know? So I think that's really positive. And I think now's also a really good time for the youth because now is the time you can innovate and people are open to innovation and people will you know because now we've entered this whole digital sphere and i think that's where i mean TikTok, for example i don't get it but like i'm still trying to figure it out but you know i'm sure you and everyone watching you know y'all are used to this y'all are y'all are in a place where you can think outside the box with the platforms or maybe even conceptualize different platforms within the digital world or solutions that could you know help all these different problems that we have put ourselves in you know and also obviously we didn't put ourselves in covid i mean that depends on whether you believe if the virus was man made or not but that being said now's the time for you to think outside the box and to showcase your ideas and no matter how crazy or different it might be you could be the person to find a solution a unique different solution to an existing problem that we're facing in this new normal Um, so now's the time to put yourself out there you know Mm -hmm. if you if you want to be an entrepreneur if you want to you know you can use the digital platform so much more now to promote yourself because now if you look at tv and all of those uh, expensive mediums that people used to use to promote their businesses even. So let's say you want to be a small time entrepreneur to start off something. Now's the time to start because, you know, all you need is that social media, a few fans here and, you know, you can take a leap and start something, innovate, don't be, do not sit still. So during the curfew, what I did with a friend was uh, we started making masks. So we did a three-ply Ayurvedic mask. We got this guy who works in Ayurveda to create a a, a layer um, that was with all these herbs. And we put that because it was quite like herbal. We put two fabric layers and we made a full cloth mask, which we then got companies to buy and make their branding. So we sold to different companies like Lichro, BMICH, A whole bunch of them, you know, and that was just a short-term thing within the span of either three, four months. You know, I was like, "You don't want to sit still and not do anything, right?" So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go into mass," and I. Went into pattern making, learned how to cut a pattern <laughs> that makes a mask. What, what's the best kind of mask possible? What safety hazards? Do I need a nose wire? Like go into it. Whatever you choose to do, whether it has a short-term lifespan or a long-term, put your heart and soul into it. Just innovate. Mm-hmm. Do something. Do not sit still. Now's the time to move.
0: Indeed. Now is the time to move. That's, that, that is the yeah, thing that
1: I'm going to do. now is the time forward. to move. Because the world is sitting still now, you can shake things up really fast, and it's going to make a ripple effect very, very much easier than it would have in a fast-paced world.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, and just another interesting question now, Ms. Stephanie. Like you've, you've been like doing so much of work, like you said, even at even at this time, you have several online engagements, and you have your businesses, and you probably have different projects that you're working on. Uh, for a person who s- aspires to be. Uh, you know, working in the kind of field that you would probably work in, how, I want to know, like, how do you maintain your routine? How does your routine look like? And how do you take your breaks? And how do you look after yourself? That is That is, that that is a question that I ask everyone who, have, 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 who I've had on the podcast. I am
1: still, um, still learning that our fun. Uh, actually, Dushan tells me my biggest weakness is that I have no routine. I am too free. <laughs> I <laughs> like you need to sit and have a routine I'm like okay I'm trying but it's so difficult um yeah routines are good I don't have one as of yet uh, um I'm working on it um but it's important to look after yourself and when I mean yourself no. I mean soul look after your soul look after your mind um look after your body those things are important you know um, and go easy on yourself like when you like for me when I'm having an off day give me a chocolate and some ice cream and a good book I'm like I'm today I'm not answering any calls I am dead to the world today's a me day so okay. I, I do that occasionally I and then after the next day i would be like sorry I lost my phone or my phone broke down no I won't tell people that I really need to needed to just check out for a while and get some me time um, but it's important you know you you have to look after your soul and connect with who you are who am i i think that's a question you should keep asking yourself um and be hungry for life you know you never know when your last day is so live as live as hard as you can as fast as you can before it runs out
0: um mm-hmm. uh, i recently saw that uh like you were involved uh, you, you're actually getting involved much more in entertainment now than uh than what we have seen previously like you're, you're singing and you know you're enjoying that so how has that been that process of you know creating and i think with your husband as well you get the opportunity to create a lot of music at home uh, so i don't know actually if you do that but uh, how has that been that creative process it was fun
1: it's fun it's a lot of fun i was a bathroom singer i've always wanted to be a singer but i was too shy um that's a very personal part of me i'm a dancer so you put me on a stage i'll dance no problem where you ask me to sing i'm one of those singers that even if you throw a tomato at me i'll still stand still and keep singing <laughs> so, um yeah so he helped me with that he really pushed me he believed in me um and he's the one who pushed me to be christine at the phantom of the opera to audition for it and work hard I was rejected I was not accepted as Christine mm-hmm. uh, so I had to work hard to prove myself and then finally Jerome the amazing Jerome chose me as a Christine but it's thanks to my husband he was my husband at the time he was my boyfriend mm-hmm. believing in me and pushing me I think that way I got very lucky um, to have fantastic friends like honestly my husband's my best friend He's he's uh-huh. my homeboy so <laughs> um you know surround yourself with people who believe in you even when you don't and you will get to where you want to go and sometimes you don't even know you want to go there they'll push you to different places like oh my god this feels good i would like i like being here
0: wow that's incredible i mean like to say that like you know you you literally live with your best friend and that you 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 nurture yourself. You push yourself to excel. Oh, I want
1: to kill you sometimes. He wants to kill me too. It happens. That's normal. <laughs> best friends okay. fight.
0: Uh, yes, best friends fight. Best friends fight. But, but it's good that but it's good that your best friend pushes you to grow and, and become better as an individual. That that is the great thing. And,
1: and vice versa, you gotta push your best friend too.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. Best be friends, the best, best friends push each other to be the best. All right. Um, Yeah, exactly. So, Miss Stephanie, like coming to the end of the podcast and uh, wonderful conversation I've had throughout, and really, I'm uh, like I am essentially feeling very much positive because when I talk to you, like you know, when you talk to a lot of people, you you end up feeling that okay, we're part of this rat race and we're pushing ourselves to just perform, perform, just grow and grow and. we're not taking time to just like se- se- like step back and like literally analyze how am I doing in my life? Am I happy with what I have? And having this conversation with you makes me realize that, okay, maybe take a take a moment and just look at, look around and appreciate what you have. And I think that is wh- what I really took away from this podcast. And what I want to know is like, a lot of young people listen to this and uh, these are the, like the final couple of episodes. And I think this especially talking about uh, this aspect of of life is something we couldn't really focus on much. We've always talked about growing and pushing yourself and being hungry for success. But with that, I want to know, like, what would you say to the young people listening uh, from, from the experience that you've had and from the conversation that we've had as well, what would you say to young people nowadays, just whatever they're doing at the moment?
1: Well, I think, well, I would say a few things. Um, Based on your question, Um, first, I would say now's a good time when the world is kind of on a standstill. Now's a good time to introspect. Uh, I mean, I was in Canada. I took myself on a retreat of eight days by myself, uh, you know, wrote down everything, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, your, are you happy with your life? Who are you? You know, what do you want to achieve before you die? Just get a gauge on all of that. Now, it's really important to keep doing that, to just check in with yourself at least once a year. You know, you have to do that because sometimes, because once this rat race starts again, you might even end up somewhere where you're not really happy. You know, life is, yes, it's important to have a good career, to have stability and all of that, but you also need to be happy. So take that time now that the world is on pause. To really introspect and just check in and see where you're at and where you want to go. Be real. Be tough on yourself. It's a process. Go easy on yourself. I think you. This is something you have to do till the day you die. You you keep learning. You keep changing, um, and that's normal and that's okay. You know, everything is temporary too. Remember that. And also. Um, one thing you said everyone's hungry for success and this is something that Dushant has taught me whose definition of success are you looking for whose definition what is success it's it's not about success success it should be about self-satisfaction what makes you happy because if you think about it all these accolades and all these positions and all these designations and all these awards as nice as they may be they're all man-made we Mm -hmm. ourselves came together and said okay now we are gonna have okay we have this time on earth born live die so until then we have to make our lives meaningful and seem important right so what are we gonna do we are going to make these competitions and you know, say, okay, we're going to award this person for that and award that person for that, and which is great. If that's your dream, go after it. But that shouldn't be your end all and be all. Just know that's man-made. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is it is an illusion that we have created for ourselves. So just be aware of that and realize it is not, that is not the success you should go for. If it gives you satisfaction in your heart, which is something only you can judge, not the rest of the world, then you're in the right place. Chase satisfaction, mm. self satisfaction, not success in the eyes of others. Mm. It should, it's all boils down to you.
0: <laughs> Indeed. I hope, is, I
1: hope that made sense.
0: It did, it did. did. And, and, and there, a was this, there was this quote of Steve Jobs that came into my mind. Steve Jobs once said, you can never connect the dots going forward, but you can always connect it going backwards. And sometimes the answers to many things lies very deep within. It lies with the way you're satisfied about your life. It lies with the way you look at fulfillment. It lies with the way you you feel mm, excited about what it is you're doing at the moment, not but what you're seeking in the future. So I think if I could conclude this entire thing, it would be that. Just stop pause for a minute and just see if you're happy with what you're doing. And if you're so, then go and look after for something else. Because I, what I feel is people keep going and going, and, but they, they end up just widening this empty space inside. And that's that's it. But really wonderful conversation. I, have, uh, I, I think I have really had a very open-minded conversation here today, and I'm feeling very much more satisfied uh, about just I, I because while i was talking with you i'm also having an internal reflection and i'm just saying okay she makes a lot of sense and we'll, because i had this compl- complexity as well like i maybe i'm like okay, do i need to do more am i doing enough uh, do, do i need to push myself even more so that con this conversation really made made a lot of sense oh, so, thank, so you. Thank,
1: you. <laughs> thank you thank
0: you thank you very much you. Um, Miss Stephanie for being a part of this podcast and just joining with us uh, on, on, a, on a lovely platform. Really, we loved having you here. Thank you very much for being a part of this with us.
1: Thank you so much for your wonderful questions and this wonderful conversation and uh, yeah, I, I hope, uh, if anything, there were a few things you could take out of it, like all of you are watching. If anything, Indeed. remember to take care of your spines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Let us never take care of your spines. You know, you, you never get those things back. And for the viewers, we've had a wonderful podcast. We talked about so many things about uh, life, about fulfillment, about satisfaction, about what kind of gifts you need to get your girlfriends, uh, about just so many different kinds of things. Um, so make sure that while we are going through the last episodes of this podcast, I want each and every one of you to enjoy, take a take like look back at the previous episodes as well. And we're looking forward to delivering the last few episodes in the best way possible. So, for those of you who've stayed with us for this entire for the entirety of this season, we love you. Thank you very much for being a part of this. And yes, I'll see you in the next one.